One thing that we need to understand is that sin is ultimately responsible for all of the wrongs, evils, injustices, sufferings, and so on in this world. There is nothing else we can blame. Sin is the reason for why people die, why people get sick, why things fall apart, why the world is in constant decay, why there is suffering and pain, and why people wrong others. Sin is responsible for everything that is bad in this world. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today we'll be talking about why things happen. There are good and bad things that happen while living this life. Some things happen as a result of our actions and decisions, and some things that happen have nothing to do with us directly. Unfair and terrible things happen to people that don't necessarily deserve them, just like good things happen to people that don't deserve them either. But in everything, there is a purpose. If we use our free will to choose to love and follow the Lord through whatever circumstances we encounter, we will attain the eternal life that only He can give. Today's message is inspired on Job chapter 34, verses 1 to 20. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, blessed be your name, O Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven, O Lord God Almighty. Blessed are you, O Lord, forever and ever, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your love and grace and mercy. I give you thanks for all the things that we can find through your Son, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray, Holy God, that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Please, O Lord, remember us always in your mercy, because everything depends on it. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your guidance. I pray for your anointing. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you give us a heart that is willing to understand, to listen. Heavenly Father, help us, O God, to be sensitive, O Lord, to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage is in Job chapter 34, verses 1 to 20. This is the word of the Lord. Elihu further answered and said, Hear my words, you wise men. Give ear to me, you who have knowledge. For the ear tests words as the palate tastes food. Let us choose justice for ourselves. Let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am righteous, but God has taken away my justice. Should I lie concerning my right? My wound is incurable, though I am without transgression. What man is like Job, who drinks scorn like water, who goes in company with the workers of iniquity and walks with wicked men? For he has said, It profits a man nothing that he should delight in God. Therefore listen to me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God to do wickedness and from the Almighty to commit iniquity. For he repays man according to his works and makes man to find a reward according to his way. Surely God will never do wickedly, nor will the Almighty pervert justice. Who gave him charge over the earth or who appointed him over the whole world? If he should set his heart on it, if he should gather to himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh would perish together and man would return to dust. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to the sound of my words. Should one who hates justice govern? Will you condemn him who is most just? 
Is it fitting to say to a king, you are worthless, and to nobles, you are wicked? Yet he is not partial to princes, nor does he regard the rich more than the poor, for they are all the work of his hands. In a moment they die in the middle of the night. The people are shaken and pass away. The mighty are taken away without a hand. What is the reason for why things happen? Is Elihu right in that everyone just gets what is coming to them because of their sins? Is he right about Job and that Job is just getting what he deserves? Based on the scriptures, I would have to say that in general, he is right, especially what is concerning about God. God is always right and just in everything that he does. Job wasn't perfect, and he did have some things that did need work, and that is what we see towards the end of the book. And in all of this, there is some irrefutable truth that Elihu mentions that we do need to focus on. Now, does everyone that sins get what they deserve right away? Are the consequences of their sins immediate? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. Do the people that do less wrong because no one is perfect get trampled over by this life unfairly? Sometimes some people do have certain unfair things happen to them or things that they are not directly responsible for. For instance, the innocent, such as some children who have done hardly anything wrong, do go through some things that are quite unfair. And of course, there are many unborn that are killed by their own mothers without having done anything wrong. So there is quite a lot of injustice in the world. Who is to blame for everything that goes wrong, for the suffering in this world? Is it all God's fault? One thing that we need to understand is that sin is ultimately responsible for all of the wrongs, evils, injustices, sufferings, and so on in this world. There is nothing else we can blame. Sin is the reason for why people die, why people get sick, why things fall apart, why the world is in constant decay, why there is suffering and pain, and why people wrong others. Sin is responsible for everything that is bad in this world. But here is something that is difficult to understand. Did sin appear on the scene all on its own, or did God allow for it to exist? The Bible refers to sin as the mystery of iniquity. Now, just because something is a mystery doesn't mean that there is no explanation. There is an explanation, and especially if we understand the scriptures as a whole. The explanation that we can give is that God did not create sin because nothing evil can come directly from God. Only good comes from the Lord, as it is written in the book of James. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. But however, God did allow for sin to exist because nothing does not happen without God say so. So someone might ask, why would God allow for sin to exist? Sin is what allows for choice to be possible. And man was given free will, the freedom to choose. And if everything was good and evil did not exist, then what choice would there be? But since there is good and evil, right and wrong, there are options. Now, why is choice necessary? Love. Love is all about choice. No matter how much many people try to make love mysterious or frivolous or uncontrollable, Love is a choice. A person chooses to love for reasons they can or cannot understand, but regardless, they make the choice to love a person or things and so on. 
And so God has allowed for sin to exist so that there can be choice. And choice exists because everything must be founded or subject to love. For instance, God chose to love us despite all of our sins and evils. We need to choose to love God in order to find salvation. Satan chose to desire to be like God, so Satan chose to love pride and ambition. Many people choose to love the lie and deceit rather than the truth of God. Now, why must everything with God be founded or subject to love? As we mentioned before, in love there's always choice. And quite simply, God wants for us to be with him not because we do not have any other options or because we have to. God wants for us to choose to be with him because we want to, because we desire to, because we choose to love him out of our own free will. That's why even though he mentions loving him as a commandment, the moment it involves love, it's about choosing to love him, choosing to obey him, and choosing to seek to be with him. As it is written, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is one of the main likenesses we have with God, with our Creator. All of us want to be loved. For our loved ones to be with us no matter what, through the good and the bad, through whatever circumstance, to stand by us in our times of need and chaos. God wants the same thing. He wants for us to want to be with Him because we have come to appreciate everything He has done for us because we choose to be with Him despite any circumstances we might face out of our own free will. So how does this all tie with the passage we read today at the beginning? There is one thing that is very true that Elihu said, and that is when he said, in a moment they die, in the middle of the night, the people are shaken and pass away. The mighty are taken away without a hand. Every single person will die, even the rich and the mighty. At some point, every single person's life will end, and there is nothing we can do to stop or avoid that. And this life is but a moment. It is brief. Our lives can end in a moment's notice. And for our own good, we should learn to choose to seek after the Lord, because when all of this ends, and end it shall, God is the only one left in the end. His kingdom is the only place where we can live forever. But we need to strive to enter. And the only way we can enter is by choosing to love the Lord, by looking to please Him. This is why the Word of God counsels us as follows. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down. When the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low. When one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low. Also, they are afraid of height and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the well. 
Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright, words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these. Of making many books, there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. We need to make our lives count for the Lord, because in the end, we will all give an account for everything we have done. And it is God's decision where we spend eternity. We cannot be like the fools that think that this life is short and that we just need to live only to enjoy whatever we can while here. This is how many people choose to live their lives as it is written, but instead joy and gladness, slaying oxen and killing sheep, eating meat and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Living only for the pleasures of this life and never being concerned over where a person will spend eternity is extreme foolishness. Hell is not a joke. And that's exactly where people will wind up when they choose to live their lives for sin, for selfishness, ultimately obeying the lust of their flesh and all satanic influence that surrounds us. There is a God and there is a Satan and you will either love the one and hate the other depending on what you choose to love. If a person chooses to love God and to do as he says, then they are making the choice for eternal life. But if a person chooses to love sin and Satan and they follow that path, they are willfully making the choice for eternal condemnation away from the things of God and choosing to be excluded from his kingdom. Now a person might ask, how do I truly know that God exists so that I can come to believe in him and learn to love him? It's all about choosing to believe who is responsible for everything that is created. That is where it all starts. And that is what makes judgment possible. If a person chooses to believe that everything exists because of some sort of accident or that God is not responsible for the universe and its existence, then they're bringing upon themselves judgment. For it is written, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Everything that exists talks about God and his abilities. We can try to explain certain things in creation through words and mathematical equations and concepts, but the truth is that it is impossible for everything that surrounds us to be an accident. It didn't all happen by itself. God made and created everything that exists in the universe at some point, and everything continues to be what it is through his own person and everything will be whatever it's going to be based on his say-so. All things, whether physical or spiritual, visible or invisible, depend on the person of God. For it is written, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him 
all things consist. So why do things happen the way they do? Because God allows for there to be free will and he allows for the good and the bad to happen with the goal that people look for him through those circumstances. Because of the sinful nature we are born with, our tendency is not to look for God. But God allows for circumstances to happen so that through those circumstances, we can raise our eyes to heaven and start paying attention to him, to look to him, to start appreciating the good things that do happen, or to look to him for help when bad things happen. This life is brief, and our time here will end sooner or later. And depending on how we choose to react to the circumstances of this life, and if we choose to either look for him or for Satan, is what will determine where we will spend eternity. There is no excuse for anyone to say that I didn't know that God exists. We all know who he is and what he is capable of through his work, through creation. And we all can come to know him now through his love for us in the cross, through Jesus Christ. For it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God allowed for Job to go through very difficult and hard circumstances, not necessarily because Job was a worse sinner than those that surrounded him. God allowed for Job to go through the hardship he did so that through that hardship, he could come to understand God more clearly and draw closer to him. And yes, to also understand the things that needed to be fixed in his life because we all have things to fix in our lives and we will have much to work on until the day we see our end. This is what Job said once he came to that point of enlightenment as we read towards the end of the book where he said, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Everything in this life will start to make sense to us when we come to that place of fully acknowledging the Lord and getting our disposition right before Him, when we become willing to understand who He is and where we need to be before Him, is that all things will start to make sense. Our view needs to move away from ourselves and from our surroundings to Him and what we need to be before Him. Then and only then can we start to understand the why of things. There are good and bad things that happen all of the time. And sometimes the answers are not always cut and dry or straightforward. The good things that happen do not necessarily happen because we have done something right or because we are better than other people. Just like the bad things that happen do not necessarily happen because someone has done something in particular wrong and they are paying for it. Ultimately, God is the only one that knows why every single thing happens, and He is the one that allows for them to happen. There are also things that are fixed in this reality, if you will. 
There are things in motion that God has set since the beginning that are unchangeable, and that it is only a matter of time before they happen. But within all of that, within the universal, within all of the circumstances that we can go through, there is one thing that is definite, and that is that God has given every single person the right to choose free will. We are all free to choose how we react to the circumstances we are under. This truth is what brings to light the flaw that exists in general psychology. That a person is who they are or people do what they do as a consequence of their environment or the things that occur to them. No one is obligated to be what they are or do what they do because of the things that were done to them or the things that they were subjected to. In other words, everything that happens in our lives are factors those factors cannot take away our freedom to choose our free will. That's why the final judgment exists, because every single person has the ability to see and know who God is, and every single person is free to decide where they want to spend eternity. Everyone is free to choose to live forever through Jesus Christ, and also everyone is free to choose to sin to follow the world and its influences, but both choices have their corresponding consequences either for eternal life or for eternal condemnation. This is what the Lord has said since the beginning. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. And so it is quite clear. It is all about choice, free will. We cannot necessarily control our circumstances or our environment, but we can certainly choose where we spend eternity. And that is what really matters. Just as the scriptures say, my most excellent advice to you is to convey the advice that God himself gives to all mankind. Choose life. This life is uncertain and brief, and we all will give an account for what we choose to do in this life. But God has been gracious and more than good to put eternal life within our grasp, within our reach to the Lord Jesus Christ, as it is also written. For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us? that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea, that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. See, I have set before you today, life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live. The only one we can find eternal life in is in the Lord Jesus Christ, in loving him above all things, and in doing as he guides us to do through the Holy Spirit. Don't worry too much necessarily about the here and now. Be more concerned over when you will stand before the Lord and how he will decide where you will spend eternity. This life is short. It will be over before you know it, and probably quite unexpectedly. But eternity is forever. 
Going through a bad circumstance for five minutes might seem like an eternity, but it is still just five minutes and it will pass. But where you will spend eternity is infinite. And there are only two places you can go, depending on how you choose to live your life, either to God's kingdom, to the Lord Jesus Christ, or hell and eternal condemnation, completely separated from everything that belongs to the Lord. Your choice, so choose wisely for your own sake. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, I praise you, I bless you, I glorify you, Lord God, because you put things so plainly, Lord God. All we need to do is just pay attention to creation, to everything that's around us, and we would know who you are and what you are capable of. I give you thanks because you are more than good, because even though we are sinful and evil in our ways, Lord God, you show grace and you show us your love through your son, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you because you have allowed for us to have access to eternal life through your son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Heavenly Father, for those that may be listening right now that have not yet made that decision, that have not yet surrendered their lives to you. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help them to understand through your Holy Spirit that they need to repent and convert from all of their sins, that they need to turn away from their evil ways, and that they need to accept and make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives so that they too can have eternal life. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, to understand through and through that the Lord needs to be the Lord in our lives and that we need to do your will so that we can truly be allowed to enter your kingdom. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.